Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. My turn to fanboy out. Uh, we headed over to Plastow, New Hampshire, to PMA Plastow, to interview Olympian Rick Hahn. Uh, a lot of you guys know I started out in judo a million years ago, and uh, Rick was someone who I followed right from the beginning. Um, he's best known for going to the 2004 Olympic Games in Greece as a member of the U.S. judo team. Uh, fantastic uh, judoka, four times national champion, multiple medals on the world stage, and of course, the 2004 Olympic Games. After judo, Rick moved on to MMA, got signed to Bellator, and flat out won the season six lightweight tournament. That's a tournament, not just one fight. Came back in season nine and won the welterweight tournament as well. Retires from MMA with a 21 and four career. If you guys want to see some American judo in action, uh, it requires a little work on your part, but head over to YouTube and type in R-H-A-W-N. That stands for Rick Hahn. R-H-A-W-N space and then 07. That stands for 2007. And you'll see two throws will come up on YouTube. Uh, Rick's best known for his ridiculous Seoinagi, and uh, he throws it both left and right. Uh, you should, uh, the one he throws to the left on the cross grip with his right grip on the cross is crazy. It's just a, a crazy example of American judo just dominating. So, Anyway, sorry, too much fanboying. Uh, as always, sponsored by Tortuga Soap. Of course, uh, Crash Kimonos. Abe has a set of ranked rash guards. Uh, coming out as well, Port City BJJ. If you want to get in touch with us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. And of course, you can always go to greatnortheastbjj.com and uh, click on the Contact Us button and get in touch. Thanks always to everyone who is listening to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Olympian Rick Hahn. Hit it, Riddler. One, two, three. All right, we're rolling. All right, welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. We got the Riddler back, so he's going to make sure we don't eat any food while we're doing this. I'm really honest. I was so hungry. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. We need chaperones, Riddler. <laughs> you can't leave us be on our own device, man. Can we will. pizza? We got hungry. Uh so what? I don't. I don't know what episode we're. No we're, idea. Season two. Season something. two, episode five or six. It yeah. doesn't matter, but yeah, it, yeah. go. Um, brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company, the greatest soap company in the universe, George. scientifically proven George. to make your jujitsu better. Before you talk about the soap, could you introduce our guest? Please? I'm talking about the soap first, okay. Riddler. Okay. Rick loves <laughs> the soap. I do. Rick is. Rick don't, knows. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna try it tonight. Don't. <laughs> so we're we're here in uh, Plastow, New Hampshire, at uh, PMA. Uh, we're sitting down with Rick Hahn, Olympian, uh, Bellator veteran, uh, BJ obviously judo black belt and BJJ black belt under uh, Start BJJ, um, headed by Gorginho. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here, man. We just finished up uh, 
almost a two-hour training session. Um, love the academy, man. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for thanks for coming, guys. It's, uh, we don't get too many guests that often. Like we're, we're new, been open a little over a year, but um, it's awesome to have uh, you know some some neighbors come down and train with us and new faces, new energies. So uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, it was you cool know. to be here, man. Like you guys didn't come for the judo class, but. People out they there, out. you guys missed. I, you guys should come and train judo with Rick. Obviously, like it was awesome. Can I wear a helmet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should wear a helmet all the time. Maybe all the time. Um, no, de- definitely. I mean, I think so. Jujitsu is not big enough for us to all hide from each other, right? Like, you know, some people are like, "Hey, you can't train with other people. Don't branch out. Don't meet other people. You, you train here. You're loyal to here." And it's not. It's not a loyalty thing. It's like just jujitsu is too small not to go meet people and share and hang out and train and do what we did today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I come from the judo background where, you know, you're so small in the States where if you had that mentality, you, you would never progress. You're, you're always traveling. You're going to other places. You need bodies to work out with. And it was tough in the States. So, you you know, if you, if you didn't travel across the States, you had to go in Europe and whatnot. Right. And, I, and when I started, you know, MMA and jujitsu. I took that same philosophy, and there were people, and I had coaches that would say, no, you know, don't go train over there, don't do this. And I was like, no. <laughs> was, <laughs> was, your, uh, was your first martial art judo? Yes. <clears throat> How'd you get into judo, man? Um, my dad. Yeah? My dad had did it um, before I was born, and um, when I turned 12, you know, he's like, oh, let's, let's get him into it, and um, I love it. From the start, could you tell everybody you. where that where that was? You know who those yeah. first people were. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh, other side of the world, <laughs> the states, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, I started judo when I, when I was was twelve years old. And um, after high school, I graduated high school and I moved to Colorado and, and trained at the Olympic Training Center uh, for eight years. Um, in two thousand four, I made the Olympic team, um, and then I uh, I moved back home. Uh, How's that work, man? When you're in the Olympic, when you're training at the Olympic place, like, do you got to work too? Like, how do, do they pay? So you know, full time training. Yeah, like what happened? How does that go? Uh, it's basically a scholarship, so you have to be ranked enough or acquire enough points to go be picked, um, and it's free, free, uh, free lodging, free room and board. Um, the one stipulation was you either have to work part time or go to school. Um, were you accumulating points worldwide or in the states? National. So National. Every, every sport had a different kind of uh, uh, like application. Right, but for judo, judo was when I went. It was like you had to have you know this many points. You had to be picked, and um, you know you had a you know there were some kids out that got on the program after I did that didn't really have to qualify. They just showed how up, many so. how many people right. would how many people are they fielding in like a weight class? Um, there it didn't matter. I mean, there were I was in you know. 73 kilos and there's like six of us that are all trying out for that spot that's what i'm saying though so you're but you are so your team but it's it's like wrestling or whatever you're, you're competing for that one spot yeah. and uh is that a tournament how do you get that spot are you is that a political thing or for the olympic team yeah um when i did it we had the olympic trials so you you accumulated points um and they had different levels a b a was like the highest level tournaments right all right and then the top the top five or top six that had points would go to the olympic trials and they were just winner, winner take all. We're not winner take all. If you were seated number one, you had the best chance. It's funny because uh, the reason I'm asking you is uh, one of the cool things about judo and jujitsu is that these are sudden death sports. They're always sudden death. A- at any time in jujitsu, you choke the dude, it's over. It could be 15 seconds in or the whole time. 
Judo's, as you know, I'm mean, obviously you're, you're a, a, an example of that. It's like it's just everything's over in a flash, and so it's I, that's always knocked me out is the idea that you could have trials for that spot in such a like a momentary shot, one shot, bam, you know, kind of sport. You think that you'd fight six times and see who wins out of six or something. Well, you know? the, that, that's they, that's why they had. If you were the number one seed, so you were you had the most points, you were probably predicted to go. So let's say you had a bad day, you got caught, all right. So you had to be beat three times basically to to lose. Yeah. So if you got if you lost in the in the first round, all right, then it was two out of three right. whoever made it out. So you had a better chance. So is that the same? I don't know how to say the word. Repage? Repercharge. Repercharge. Is it the same? Is that the same uh, uh, format for the actual Olympics? Um, Olympics is like round robin, right? Or no, 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 no. It's no, no. Uh, they were weird. you lose but once, you're out. If the person who beat you makes it to the semifinals, I think that puts you back in the repercharge bracket. Right. I got it. But you're saying it's not that way in the trials. It's a little, little more deep. Right, if you're the number one seed. If you're the number one seed, yeah. yeah. And I was the number one seed, and I won all through. So I, well, yeah, I, so, only, I only had so two. Didn't leave it to the refs. Yeah, exactly. I, I, had, <laughs> I had two fights. I had, I think, one fight, and then the next fight was I was in the finals already. And, and yeah. that. Where were the Olympics that you went to? Greece. Nice. Awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a weird time, too. Yeah, it to was. in Greece, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, I remember that Olympics really well. Year? Yeah. Oh, four. Can I back yeah. up just a little bit? Like, the, the difference between... Uh, you know, competitions probably when you were in high school versus, in, in, you know, versus going to the Olympic Training Center and kind of upping. Like, was that a big jump in the talent you were facing, or were these a lot of the same guys you had faced on the national level? So when I I grew up in, in Eugene, Oregon, and there was really no judo there. You know, <laughs> I, I trained with my dad and a bunch of other college guys at the University of Oregon pretty much until I, I, I left. So I trained with them. I was like, you know. 14, 15, 16. I trained with adults pretty much. There was no kids really. Mm-hmm. So had uh, you competed a lot? Like no, I tried locally, <laughs> little tournaments, but I never really nationally. We didn't have the money to really, you know. We drove, you know, down to California and Washington, you know, uh, to national competitions and stuff like that. So you know, I acquired you know some some points that way, um, and, I, and that's how I got picked to go to the Olympic Center. Just uh, junior nationals, you know, I won a couple or placed and right. stuff. So you got points for that so right. when I got to Olympic Center you know everyone was nationally they traveled everywhere I was kind of like the the new kid who never really like who's this guy yeah exactly <laughs> like I, I, somebody say that like who are you I'm, like, I'm coming I'm going to Olympic Center They're like no you're not I'm like I am I no idea who you are exactly <laughs> you will where'd your yeah. dad where'd your dad learn judo uh um I was born in Chicago he grew up all my family's from Chicago yeah and that's where he started uh, uh I think it was Uptown uh, Judo Club it's called yeah Wow. Did you do the whole Kodokan experience at any point? I, I went once. You know, that's kind of like the, the thing in judo. You go to Japan to train. And yeah, so for the listeners, so the, the Kodokan is like the whatever birthplace of judo. It, yeah. At least it's, it, it, it represents that now anyway. Yeah. And uh, it's sort of like a pilgrimage that all judo dudes usually go on at some time. Yeah. And especially, obviously, at your level. So, so but you just traveled there to go? It wasn't, no, it wasn't I, a I, tournament? No, I went for a tournament. Oh, uh, really? I, I went for a training camp. Right. Um they have a winter training. I mm-hmm. forgot it's what it's called in, in Japanese, but it's like a spirit building. Um, so you go in January, and it's like the winters are like here. All right, so it's it snows, it's cold. Yeah, and they have the heat off, right? Yeah, so 5.30 a.m. training, they 
you go in there and the windows are open and there's no heat. It's that's part of the deal. Yeah, it's part of the deal. They do it again in this oh. dead summer, right? Where it's like a um, million so. degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Training in the cold. Cold. I'd rather oh. in the million degrees. I'd be better off. The cold it seems like. Oh, your just, toes. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, but you, you rattle what a you story, right? You know, yeah, like, great. you come out so, and you're like, damn, I did winter training at the Codicon. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. And, and, and we go for, like, a, you know, a, a 10K run and yeah. there's a foot of snow out. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah, it was. So tell me about the uh, the Olympic experience. Uh, Going to Greece and... It, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, it's really hard to... It's a really good question. Did you get to stay yeah. in the Olympic Village? Oh, yeah. Were oh, you yeah. married when you went to the Olympic Village? No. No. <laughs> Earmuffs. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. No, but I was, I, everyone's wondering what yeah, it's yeah. like. I mean, I've imagined that you know. I'm not talking about your experience, but you must have heard a story or two. Oh yeah, like you know the Sydney Olympics. And everyone was saying it was all crazy because Australians are like them, you know, right. crazy. When we went to the village in, in Athens, like it wasn't even finished yet. They were like there was no grass in the in the, in the village. It was like it was pretty. It wasn't. It was awesome to be there. Yeah, but it wasn't like. That was a kind weird like time. The you hear about Brazil, yeah, for the Olympics, yeah. like we weren't quite ready. Yeah, that was exactly. a really weird time in Greece. Anytime I remember that was yeah. people wonder where they should go. They thought there'd be terrorist things and all this kind of stuff too. Oh, yeah. So security must was, have been a lot of stress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not as freewheeling as maybe the more modern Olympics mm-hmm. with the more recent Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So you got to go to like the birthplace of the Olympics. Yeah. You know Greece, I mean? like, and, and a fighting yeah. art too. Yeah, yeah, it was cool because right. you know, obviously, it was cool because actually the Olympics are like you know three weeks, almost four weeks, lo- four weeks long. We fought on on day one, all right. So I was day four. I think I was done. So I had, yeah. I stayed for the entire yeah, thing. Chill. I had mm-hmm. like three weeks just to sightsee and see things. Yeah, That's it was, awesome. It was really cool. Is there weight cutting in judo? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you weigh in day of or day before? Morning of. Okay. Yeah. So you can cut all the way you want, but you got to you're, fighting you're in trouble, right? Yeah. So there's not the huge weight cuts right. like you see in, in MMA and all that. Similar to what you'd probably see in jujitsu, like a guy might cut five or six pounds, maybe. But yeah, yeah, that, that's about it. I mean, I fought at 81 kilograms, which was 178, and I probably walked around 181, 80, 183. Right. Do you find that that weight cut kind of <clears> happens <throat> naturally through the like the a good long warm up process? Yeah. Pretty close, or did you have to get on the bike and run? And not so much. I mean, I was I went up a weight class. I I should have been a seventy three kilo guy, um, but uh, you know Jimmy Pedro was the seventy three kilo guy. Go to eighty one kilos. Yeah, so good plan. It, it, it worked yeah. out, and uh, yeah. So my my body type. I'm you know nowadays I'm too small for eighty ones. Right. What uh, was it like to you know to train with Jimmy? You know, someone that had been. He was a veteran on the Olympic team at that point, right? Yeah, I mean before before that, because we were teammates in '04. I never really trained with him too much, um, and I, I technically retired after the '04 games because I lived in, I lived you know I left the Olympic Center in '04. I was like I'm done with this. I'm moving home. I was going to retire, and I was like, you know what? I want to try. I want to try one more. I'm just starting to get good at this, and uh, I was like, well, if I want to continue, I got to move to Boston. I got to train with Jimmy, and so the next year I moved out here. And, since 2005, I've been out here. How long did you train uh, with the Pedros, with Jimmy? Uh, from 05 to I retired in 08. So I'm trying to make a connection here. So um, that's does that line up with uh, any of like one of our guests, Pat Barbieri's experiences? And that's probably we're not at the same time, are we, Jay? Um, yeah. Probably so a lot earlier. Did right? you compete? Yeah. Did you go to like go to Tokoku and the whole thing? I mean, were you around at different places in Boston or? No. Was it just training at Jimmy's? Just, just, just at Jimmy's. Yeah. yeah. Were you doing any jiu-jitsu? 
No. Just straight up I, judo. I kinda, yeah, I kind of started at like, you know, the end of it. I started training a little bit. Dan Simler yeah. um, was, was training there, judo a little bit. So he would help us, you know, work with us a little bit. Right. Yeah. Because both George and I were around at that time. I remember who you, I mean, obviously we all knew who you were. Um, but I didn't, I don't remember you being, like, we weren't at Jimmy's. We would go to, like, not, different, you used to go around to the different places from time to time. We'd go to Seminar Toku or, or was it San, uh, San Machi, right? You know, a couple of other ones, yeah. I mean, I just remember going to, uh, going to Rhode Island. We used to go to Rhode Island. Um, I'm wiping the sweat off my face for a No one can I, hear I, what I trained, you're saying, This is professional the third George. time I've trained today. I'm tired. <laughs> Um, I, but I remember Tohoku, obviously. Mayokwanchi. Mayokwanchi. Surge's place. Surge's place, Rhode Island, yeah. That place was tough. He was a serious dude. He probably still is a serious dude. I haven't seen him for forever, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then, uh, okay, so I guess, I guess I can't make a, a connection there, but we've definitely, we've been trying to make the lines between early Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the area, and then certainly the judo. There weren't that many other... You know, types of martial arts in the area that were really big. Obviously, boxing, we went. In 05, it was still Mickey, pretty small. Mickey Ward. Um, you know, there was only. There was a couple of jujitsu places. Roberto's place was the main place. Right. And obviously, Jimmy's place and, and Tahoku were. I don't know. Yeah, why but they were, they were not trained in jujitsu. Right? Yeah, was, no, no, yeah, they were trained. Right. That was judo, yeah. <clears throat> yes, that was all judo. judo yeah, but, yeah. like, if you're looking for judo, there's. You're either at one of those two places, like right. I'm sure there's other, you know, if you go to Portsmouth or whatever, but in the Boston area, it was either one of those two places. And if you're looking for jujitsu, it was, it was Roberto. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's amazing how the sport has grown. Yeah. But judo hasn't really grown, right? I mean, is no. judo is kind of like struggling, you think? Yeah, there's, uh, there's <laughs> a lot of politics that gone right. on in the last. Uh, yeah. Uh, a couple years and you know. well, there were some rule changes too. I know that was the thing that drove me out yeah. directly. There's was been like a couple took rule away my, all my shit. Yeah, mine too. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> uh, I, I, people can't see you, but uh, but we're relatively the same tallness. We're well, tall. put it this way: we're way taller than George, no matter what. But <laughs> Maybe twice I thought he was going to say the same body type. I was going to no, right. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but the point is, if you're looking at someone like Jay. And you can't grab someone's leg. It's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, they changed the rules. Uh, I don't know exactly when. I've been kind of been out of it with the politics and the rules. Right, changes, right, But right. they just recently changed them, um, probably for the better, for uh, spectator. They got rid of all the, all the extra crazy stuff that no one understood. So it's a little more spectator friendly, a little more like, uh, yeah. I think, like wrestling. So it's easier to yeah, understand. But, uh, yeah. It... it it's such a hard thing to watch anyway, comparatively. If all you're doing is waiting for a big throw... Well, I would, you know, I would argue that jiu-jitsu is more boring to watch. I'm, yeah. you know, certainly, I'm on, with you. I'm your side yeah. on that one, brother. And, and a lot of people <laughs> sit there and watch jiu-jitsu because... Well, it's probably because they probably love it and they're into it. But. Sleep, they put on a jiu-jitsu video. Oh, oh, no! You know what it is? I think, I, I, no. think that, I think that as you become more immersed in things, like you can see right. the nuances and what's going on. Like, I love to watch judo. I love it. Yeah. You know, when the Olympics are on, I'm like, I just, I write down all the times that yeah, it's going to be broadcast. Right. And I, you know, because first of all, there's so many stupid sports in the Olympics now. Mm. Like, uh, have you seen the one uh, mm. where they're on the trampoline? The trampoline is like a thing now. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? And there's, there for a while, yeah. there's the thing with the ball. 
I don't know what that the is. thing with the ball. Uh, they kick the ball, ball. They throw the ball around. And they do, do you like mean gymnastics. gymnastics. Yeah, that that's mean, awful. But that's not good. That's, that's not threatening. Them. Like if we get to a point a like it, it, like wrestling is is obviously they already almost got rid of it. They almost got rid of it. That's a tragic. That's a tragedy. But they're not getting rid of it because of you know rhythmic gymnastics. They're getting rid of it for the first Olympic sport. So how'd you get into MMA? Well, they had poetry in the first Olympics too, so you know, not go down that road. Poetry, no. I, <laughs> Riddler likes to insult the guests. Yeah, it's insulting you. Insulting Jay. <laughs> so you got in, you got into MMA. <laughs> yep. Was that yeah, right that. after retirement? Like so. Yeah. So after you retired, you said I'm going to retire from judo. Yep. Had enough. I've competed my whole life. Yeah. I was the, I was the politics. I was I mean, like kind of a lot of politics involved with the Olympic trials and stuff. And I won't get into that. But it was just I was like oh, I'm done with it. Just, I want to do something else. And I always wanted to do MMA. <clears throat> you know, there's. Other judo guys that were in it, Caro and all that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I was like, man, if I if my body's still, <clears throat> if I'm still able to do it when I retire judo, I want to give it a try. You know, if if a, if a couple other judo guys, if they can do it, why couldn't I? That was my thought. Why couldn't I? Did you go into it thinking, I'm going to bring my judo into this, or did you go into it thinking I'm going to train the same way as all the other MMA guys? Um, well, I knew I, I would pick it up quick. I've done judo my entire life. I, I learned stuff. You know, I know how my body adapts. I know how to right. see something and be good at it if I train at it. So I knew that I would be decent at it. I didn't know how good. Um, and I didn't want to be known as the judo guy. That's the, what I'm asking. The judo guy is predictable. What's the judo guy going to do? Don't let him grab you. They're going to throw you. Right. So I only focus on working my striking. Which you became known yeah. for. Right. right? I mean, and then I turned into the, the yeah. non-judo guy. And I, you know, yeah. Right. Cool. So, how did you get guidance for that? Did um, so, the the best striking uh, at the time, the best striking person that I knew of around here, or ever heard of, that I was directed to go to was Mark Deligrati, right? Um, and uh, down in Somerville. So, you know, it's a good Muay Thai program, and he's got some MMA. At that time, Kenny Flooring was down there, George Rivera, Marcus Davis, Pat Cote. Uh, wow. All, you know, all all these all these uh, high level guys. So I was like, well, that's where I need to go. What was that onboarding like? You go in there and it was scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally, I mean, I got scars on my face. This one from Marcus Davis, and you know, I've never really sparred. They're like, all right, go go spar Marcus. And he's a lefty, and I'm like, ah. You, know? <laughs> you never really trained striking. I, ne- I had never thrown then. a punch or anything before I started, and you know, so it was so. And then learning to stand the opposite way that I normally stand in judo was right. like I couldn't even barely stand up. Yeah. So it was, it was very difficult, um, but I just kept doing it. Yeah, kept getting punched. How long before you get your first fight? Um, started in July, so five months, six months. Wow, so pretty quick. Yeah, and I was I was started I was eight, I was age thirty two, so it was a late yeah. start. Right. But I also I, this is another thing too is Randy Couture, big name. Yeah, of course. He started MMA at age thirty two. So right. I was like, wow, Randy's the, oh, yeah, maybe Good I do right. Yeah, so. That was another motivation for me, you know. Plus, he's from my home area, kinda. I actually met him once, and you know, so I was like, ah, oh, sure, I can do this. So, who, what what showed you fight under in the first fight? We do a lot of research before these, just yep. so you know that none. <laughs> <laughs> we do none. So, George, what was your question? What what uh, which, what uh, Wait, are we supposed what to do research? Ah, uh, so at the time was a uh, uh, CFX. Okay. Uh, Cage Fight Industry was one of the big local ones, and. Yep. Um, that was my first fight. It was in the the Palladium in Wista. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
So uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I, you know, went there and I fought another uh, Brazilian kid. Um, he had no fights at that time either. So we were both O and O. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I still didn't know how to strike, so I was like, I just got to get a hold of him. <laughs> so I got in, <laughs> ate a punch, took him down, got his back, blah, 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 punched him out in, you know, a minute and 12 or something. Well, I mean, you have this tremendous background in just the concept of going into a competition by yourself, looking at the dude over the other side, figuring out how to win, right, all that stuff. You're going Musashi again, aren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, oh, I'm just saying, like that's a that that skill is transferable, right? I mean, yeah. I'm asking, I'm not telling. Oh, yeah. I mean. Absolutely, you know, I've been at, at the highest level in competition, in you know, figuring out how to win. Not only that, but being in front of a crowd, like you know, it's still scary because punching is different than getting thrown on the ground. You know, so it's still scary. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not. I know how to control those emotions and those nerves because I've been. In front, you know, I've that's what I'm getting at, though. Like, you're not gonna have the same performance anxiety. You you went to the fucking Olympics with the television, it's like now you're in this thing. It's it's the the, a lot of the people getting into this, right? It's funny because we know we have we've I've met a number of people in in my short time in martial arts where that go on to say, Hey, I'm gonna want to fight, and they get a fight or two, and they do all the punching and all the thing. And they're completely unprepared to the idea of walking out in front of a giant crowd, which is. Not an easy thing to deal with. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, if you're not used to it, yeah. I mean, like that part, I was, I was fine with. I just, I don't, I don't care. I didn't, I didn't focus on it. Yeah, the person trying to punch my head off. I'm going to focus on them only. Yeah. Right. You know, so. that's amazing to be able to keep control of that because it, it, it is, you, you know, you're walk, They make you walk through a you know, big crowd of people, loud music. They're screaming and yelling. It's easy to lose focus of the game plan and, and your goal and your opponent and what you got to do and what you've been training with like remember 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 like get in the ring and then just go blank right oh yeah. and just and then just yeah. be in the moment and fight the fight yeah so many people i think can't rise to that moment no i mean and my background i fought thousands and thousands of judo matches you know and, and the, you know some people go into if they've never done anything they've never wrestled in high school they, that experience is is important so for me, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. There's people out there, so what? You know, um, it, it, you get you have it. You got you're I'm pre-trained, I guess. I you know trained so much my entire life. A very similar kind of event right. that it was, wasn't still human versus human, right? Yeah, Physical. exactly. It wasn't it wasn't too shocking or anything new to me, really. Was it different having a camp preparing for one guy than like because judo, you you really wouldn't know. Who, who you were gonna face, right? Like it would be you maybe knew well, sort of who it might higher be, levels but you did, right? But yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you like let's say national. If you weren't world class, that you knew who the top five guys were in your division, you know. So you'd study film on them, and same thing you do with fighting, which you know I, I took that whole side of it. You study film, you study your your, your opponent, and you break them down, and, and then you go from there. So yeah. in judo twos, there's also training camps. You're training for that specific tournament. You're yeah. gonna peak at a certain time. Um, so that's obviously important, just like a training camp. Hmm. So did you start training jiu-jitsu once you started doing MMA? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a little before that, like I said, with Dan Similar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, really, I didn't really focus. Even during MMA, I didn't really focus on it. I only kind of did anti-jiu-jitsu just to stay safe. I wish I would have focused earlier, more, a little more on it. And, I, you know, I would have probably been better than I am now. But, uh, you know, I focused on striking because that was like I, I got to learn how to strike and uh, so 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really do much judo. I just focused on striking and you know, obviously a little bit of jujitsu now and again. Mm-hmm. Did you ever corner anybody? Corner? Yeah. Did you ever go the other side? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I've helped corner not too many people. I mean, at that time, you know, I helped when I was training and with the TriStar. I was training TriStar. I helped corner uh, Miguel Torres. Right. One of oh, his fights awesome. at World Series of Fighting, which was an awesome opportunity. Um, but uh, before the, before the, other than that, not not really. We uh, we were at the same gosh a couple years ago. It was one of Devin's fights. Were we in Lewiston or were we in or was it in like wasn't Rockingham? We were like you were cornering somebody on the same card I was. You were with Tim, I think. One yeah. of Tim's guys, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Lewiston. It was up in Portland. Portland, that was yeah. the one. Yeah, that was the one. Oh, the NEF. NEF, yeah. 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 So you beat Caro, right? Didn't you fight Caro? Yeah, yeah. So that was a, that was a big thing. Everyone's like, oh, you know, when are you guys gonna Judo match guys. up? And you know, we we didn't. I didn't really like him. I still don't. Oh really? We were, we we're kind of uh, we were in the same division. So yeah. We fought a couple times in judo, and um, he claims he beat me once, but I'm pretty sure no. <laughs> 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 I uh, beat him twice. Uh, he was a talented kid, and he was you know scrappy. Um, and obviously, he did MMA a long time. Before I got into it, and that was kind of like another reason why I was like, well, if he can do it, and I right. became a judo, how come, why couldn't I be decent right. or good at MMA too? Well, he right. had that awesome, uh, he kind of, I, I, tell me if I'm wrong, Gabe, but I, I'm pretty sure he made it through with this throw in MMA. It's like over a Kimura, hooking. it's like a Kimura throw that with he flips the whole way over, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's it's like... It was so big and giant and easy to look at that it was like a really easy thing to make into a replay. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably a lot of work to go through in order to win an MMA match, but the bottom line is it looked fantastic right. on the camera, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. At that time, there wasn't a lot of people. Yeah, and it looks like the dude he, was, he, he got, I mean, nothing against that dude, just was not ready for that yeah. at all, you know? So, yeah. But the, the adaptation, and like that throw in particular, and, and I could see it so many different times where he went with that throw, yeah. he always rolled through. Yeah. So it wasn't always like he landed on top and stayed on top. No, he followed through like you do in judo. Yes, he gets the opponent. You get the opponent, but it does, a lot of times you get, in, especially nowadays, you get in trouble with that for MMA. Right. Because you're, yeah. Yeah, you're going to end up on bottom. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah we, we ended up fighting when I, when I was fighting in Bellator. He made a comeback mm-hmm. and they signed him. And I was like, oh, all right. I'm sure they're going to match this together. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't the same fighter that he was back in the UFC days. You know, he'd. Gained a lot of weight, and I mean, he wasn't really training, and he had the whole drug struggling, right? drug problem. But nonetheless, I knew he would be he had a lot of experience. He fought GSP, he fought Matt Hughes, he fought yeah. all these top level guys. So um, um, he he still had the the mechanics. He knew what he was doing, and he still hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I ended up you know catching him and and won. So you yeah. fought like two different weight classes, right? In Bellator, at least. Yeah. Yeah, welterweight. And I started off with welterweight. Yeah, um, which so you must not have cut any weight for that, really. I mean, not much for that, right? Yeah. When I started at welterweight, um, I, I weighed about you know like one eighty, um, so it was like ten pounds. But I I wanted to get up as big as I could because I was like I need to gain weight. So I got up at one point to one ninety. So I was cutting twenty pounds at the local yeah. tournaments. And then I got signed with Bellator, still welterweight, and I was like, well, these guys are pretty big. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, so the first the first tournament, you know, I ended up losing to Jay Huron in the finals, and I was like, ah, man. Which there was some controversy, Controversy, right? yeah. It was a close fight. Um, one I like to have back. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then I was going to fight Ben Saunders 
and then I got hurt, hurt my knee, and that's when I was training at TriStar, and I was like, uh, Faraz, you know, he's like, yeah. well, try going to, to lightweight, I'm like, never, <laughs> I have to cut off, I have to cut off a leg, yeah, I was like, there's no way, so, uh, you know, I, I was like, all right, I'll do the next tournament, I'll try a lightweight, and I <laughs> let's do it anyway, <laughs> do it anyway. Right. I'll see if I can do it, you guys, are, you guys know what you're doing, all right, so, I, you know, cutting 25, 30 pounds, Wow, and I made it, and, and I actually won that tournament. Which is, I never did. Huge. I didn't ever did a pre-cut, and I was just like first oh, cut, first cut, and I I fought in the tournament. Wow. Why did you feel after the cut when you went to actually fight? Uh, I mean, good. I mean, you have twenty four hours. Um, yeah, you know, back then you could so you did it professionally. It, right, I had I had a, a, a George Lockhart at the time. Was oh, that's great. One of the top level guys who does nutrition. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then at the time you can IV, and that you right. know, made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Right, still a tough cut, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, That's so much discipline. You, 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 my wife's got pictures, and I look like a you're literally yeah. dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he probably felt you, a little bit like it too. You literally, I mean, yeah. If you hung out like that, you'd probably die in a couple hours later. But uh, yeah, it was not fun. No. <laughs> so, but when it was you, worth it. it was yeah, cool. right? When you do a Bellator tournament, I mean, that wasn't one night. That was over the course of like yeah, so a you're, month. You're right, fighting three times in eight weeks. So you would uh, cut down, and then four weeks later you fight again. So you kind of get back up a little bit, yeah. and then go back down yeah. and up and down. Yeah, I would gain twenty twenty one pounds back by fight time. Jesus! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, some people. That's that's. I mean, some people cut, gain way more. Some people gain forty pounds back. No kidding. Ridiculous. That is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Glad yeah. I'm done doing that. Oh my goodness. I, I can't. That's brutal. Everyone's just kind of quiet. Yeah, we're, to, we're all thinking that. Sort one. I'm trying try to, to relate. I'm like, man, I just can't lose these last five pounds for like the last couple of weeks. It's just it's like, what it's like, are you talking about? I can't seem to lose these last twenty five. Right. Yeah. It's all cool. I mean, Sit around and talk 20%, about it. Yeah. So I'm 200 pounds. That's 20 percent of my overall body weight. He's lighter. So you're losing like a quarter of your body weight. That's 10 percent of your body weight, right? 20. It's, it's funny. 20 it's, pounds, but 40 pounds. Oh, 40. Yeah. I, I never got 40, but 20. I weighed 185. 30 pounds. That's was the most I cut. Wow. Yeah. Where did so? <laughs> it's all cool for us to be sitting around and talking and da 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 da. But we're. We're talking about this discipline thing like it's like something that everybody does. Where does this shit like come from? I, I, that's some serious fucking discipline. Not just weight cutting, this whole thing. Yeah. What, you must have been... Okay. Uh, 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 judo tournament. When were you the most hurt when you went to fight? Uh, you're always kind of hurt. <laughs> you know, you're always banged up. Um Judo tournament, you know, I had toward rotator cuff and, and Jesus stuff like that. But I knew I was getting surgery the following week, so it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you just go in and do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a mystery. I, I don't expect you to try to answer it. You know, I mean, that's it's it's you, like we ask that question job, over and over again. It's your job. You just you yeah, just but I mean, it. a lot of people fuck up at their job all the time. <laughs> you know, that's like did yeah, you love some judo, deep though? shit there? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Was the desire to win? Yeah, I mean, so too. if you love it, if you yeah, love I mean, it, why wouldn't part you? of the process? You know, it's a rough sport. You're banged up. You're always hurt. And the thing is, you know, you, you obviously, you know, 
NFL guys do the same thing, but they're looking at a million bucks at the end of the year. You yeah. know, I, I mean, you're, you're digging this. I'm you're, that. You're, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just making that. You know, like you're you're digging into a different well. Yeah, you know? with, with that, I mean, it's for you know, if you if you're, it's for the love of the game. That's like, what I mean. Know, yeah. I want to make the team. I want to be good, and you know, that, that's what it was. A lot of people say they want to do this, but are just right. not going to do that. Right. With with fighting, at least there's there's money. You know, with Bellator, it was like oh, hundred thousand dollar check at the end. Right. Of it. Right. 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 That's motivation. Right. <laughs> Definitely, you know, right. and that's really you no know, compared to some people. It's not very much. Some of the fighters you're making millions. You know, mm-hmm. But it's interesting that that the idea with you know combat sports and judo, it's the same as jujitsu too. If you're training hard for a competition, and you're training and training and training, like you are not going to go into that that tournament unhurt. It just won't happen because you're going so hard with other guys that are going so hard that are talented. It's you know. It is, you're so lucky and in MMA it's even more so yeah. for you to get to fight night and not be messed up in one way or another oh, yeah. it's you're just extremely lucky everyone's banged up yeah you know, it's gotta be I, I had my first that first Bellator tournament where I cut the 55 I had got a, I got knocked out in training two weeks before the tournament yeah, I had wow. a concussion um, wow and the doctor's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't fight. I'm like, yeah, it's $100,000, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and luckily, luckily I didn't get hit the, for that, first fight, that first fight, and I ended up knocking the guy out. So I was like, oh, no. Paid off. Now I'll take a little break. Yeah, exactly. Four weeks. Right? So do you have, like, go-to moves, like, you know, where, like, this is, the, this is my throw, or this is, like, the one I really want to, like, you know what I mean? MMA or judo? Like, well, was the... Was, when you had your go-to moves in judo, did they, they transfer into MMA or were they not applicable? Uh, not really. I didn't, you know, uh, uh, a lot of my, my, my favorite throw was, was Sayanagi. Yeah. Um, and actually my first Bellator tournament was my Ipon Sayanagi, which I never really do. In Are you standing event. up at the end? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So that was like the big, you know. I, I, it's I, super I, classical too. Yeah. You know, it's like so you can get the respect from the Europeans. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a good technique. Um, yeah, yeah. Just dragging someone around. Right. Those yeah. those are my throws in judo, like Morote Sinai. That was my go to throws, and those you really that's can't. the elbow under elbow under right. Yeah, you obviously can't do that with with nogi, um, but uh, or, or MMA, but yeah. So there's, in MMA, you know, I, I picked a couple throws that foot sweeps and stuff that right. kept me in a safe uh, position, mm-hmm. but also you know. So were you thinking strategy wise when you go into judo, uh, you know, high level judo shit? Are you going? I'm going to work all these different ways to get to my Sayonagi, are you going, or or was, or was what are you thinking? Is that how that works? Are you trying to strategize to get to that one home run? Yeah, I mean, you, you, if you know who you're going against, um, you kind of know their tendencies. Right. Um, you, and you know what you do. Um, you know, hopefully you've studied for that person. and So you're balancing their defense against their attack. Right, right. right. And you know what you do well. You just have to be like, i got to get this person to step here or change right. here, and then I can try to get that. And sometimes it's not going to work. They're going to see it, and i got to put a combination of Several throws and fakes right. and attempts together. Right. So did, did that translate to MMA? Or are you looking for this one big hit? Um, well, MMA. You, you, I mean, not so. You're looking for your. You're looking for the knockout. You're looking for their chin. You know, and everything is really a setup to that. You know, right. My right hand was. I was known for my right hand, so a lot of it was just somehow get in there and land it. Have you been watching uh, Demi Maya? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. It's a different kind of thing, right? I mean, it's, yeah. he's not looking for that, you Almost. know, one big hook. He's, he's saying, 
I, I got to figure out a way to not get killed for long enough to absolutely put this guy on his ass. He barely go, uses man. his punches to set up his yeah. jiu-jitsu. He, just he barely rides, punches guys. at all. Rides yeah. The last one was hard to watch because he, he started eating them. You know, yeah. I don't know if you guys have just watched it, but yeah, from the other day. Right. Yeah, that was, it, yeah. It's the first time somebody's someone was like, might figured him out. Figure him out. Yeah, right. I started to figure out right. while he's down there, he's going to eat three or four. Especially with you know? Woodley, if he fights Woodley, that's. Yeah. that's I want to see that. That's the Woodley thing, right? Hit. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, you saw what. Did Damien. Did he fight Anderson Silva at one point? Do I remember yeah, that fight? No, he right. Did. And that, you know, the lack of, of punching prowess definitely. Yeah. It wasn't helping him. Oh, no. That was, that's the one where Anderson wouldn't go on the ground. Cla- he was, just, he was like, clowning was really, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. It was yeah. super yeah. annoying to watch. Yeah. But, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But it yeah. is interesting still to watch a guy that is a purist in his martial arts. Like, he's the only guy I can really think of right now off the top of my head in, in mixed martial arts. Not even in the UFC. I'm trying to think more widely who's doing that. He's like who's old school, going in? man. Old yeah. school, just like I trust my jiu-jitsu and I'm going yeah. in. It's good, though, I think. I mean, I don't know, but it seems like a lot of jiu-jitsu guys... They they start to learn striking, but in their they then they start relying on their striking, and you see these jujitsu guys get just beat up because they lo- they give up the jujitsu and they go to you know like Hodger or like these guys you know that PJ Penn, yeah you know they stop doing jujitsu for some reason and they become even though it seems like that's what you did man and it worked for you you know like yeah different levels I mean but PJ Penn is a pretty good striker though oh yeah he was He's a totally striker. yeah. You're coming from a different place too, you know. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so. so, but yeah, a lot of a lot of guys. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of jujitsu guys, but yeah, they try to strike. But yeah, Man, did you away mod- from your game? No, right. Did you model your game after anybody? Were you all just like, I love Randy Couture, so that's it. I'm well, going I did Randy it, Couture. Uh, at the start, right? He did a lot of like uh, pressure, cage work, you know, dirty yeah. boxing, dirty <laughs> boxing, right? Yeah, but he'd also uh, go, you know, body lock to the side, right? The whole you know, thing. My whole thing early on was just to get in. Punch to get in, get a hold of them, throw them down, beat them up. Right. You know, um, and then eventually I started to get good at striking. And I was like, right. wow, I, I, I like to hit people. It feels <laughs> right. good. <laughs> so, you know, so then I just started, you know, some, uh, you know, sometimes just look for it too much and, and you know, kind of get away from my game. But did you work on like developing that power, or was that just like something that you just had, man? And you started boxing, and you're like, holy shit, I got power. Um, you know what I mean? Judo helps. Power, the hips. If you, yeah, if you know striking, striking is, is everything is in the hips. Um, and, uh, you know, some, peop- some people say, you know, you're born with it or you're not uh, with, the, with the power. And fortunately, I, I was. And, you know, I was able to transfer from judo. You have to transfer everything's in your hips to throw someone. Same with striking. Same kind of idea. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, I was able to translate that well. And finally, when I learned how to strike, how to use it to my advantage. You have the position, you have angles, too. You have a lot of the uh, different similarities there, too. Yeah. You know, and just that natural being one step ahead, just you know, knowing what's going about what, to happen. What helped was my timing. With judo, there's so much timing involved. Same thing with striking. Everything's timing. But, uh, you know, I was able just to see stuff. Boom. And, and then it was there. And, yes. You know, yeah. Four-ounce gloves, it doesn't take a lot of... Just 
just touch. <laughs> There's not much padding there. Yeah, just touch sometimes, you know. Yeah, it's, and that's, that's what you do. But I had great coaches. You know, I worked religiously on my strike against all I accepted. That's all I worked on. Yeah. You know, I had Mark Delagrati, and then uh, early on in my career, and then I moved to TriStar. I had, you know, guys like Conrad Pla, right. uh, who was the founder of TriStar Gym. He's a world champion kickboxer. And, right. Wow. Uh, Faraz Zahabi and For GSP us. and all these guys that are Roy McDonald to learn from and, you know, so a ton of other guys too so so did you get to ever get some work in with GSP and yeah what was he like to train with he's an animal yeah he's a beast uh, you know great great person great martial artist and you know just like I say he's an animal you know, on the ground just so talented yep. um, and you know it was a lot of fun you know I was <coughs> I was sparring partners for Rory McDonald when he fought. Uh, that must have been really fun. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, BJ and I are similar in, in size. Yeah, so when awesome. he was fighting BJ, I was uh, oh, one man. of his main sparring partners. Just painted and, your face Hawaiian oh. and said, you have a problem now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was miserable. But. <laughs> GSP's coming back, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, it, he was supposed to fight Bisbee, I guess, and then he just canceled that. Right. If anybody can do it, I mean, obviously a really physical and talented guy, you know, is he always worked hard on both elements of that game. But the thing about GSP that always rang true with me, especially later in his career, he'd slowed it down a little bit and he just stopped making mistakes. He was just not mistake like that you you look at his fight with Matt Hughes, the first one versus the second one, mm. and he was flawless in that yeah. in that second fight and yeah. actually caught Matt Hughes with the same technique that you got, got him with, him with yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I wa- I watched GSP's wrestling technique just go right straight through the roof. And, and he was never a wrestler. He just learned how to wrestle, learned. right? And became a great wrestler. Yeah, yeah. like a prodigy. Yeah. I mean, he his work ethic was amazing. Like he would be there training, and he would stay, and he'd do Olympic lifting afterwards, and he would do his technique and just just drill, drill, drill. We we went there. We were there at uh, like Christmas time, Jackie and I, because uh, I lived up there for you know months at a time, and mm-hmm. I you know go to. The gym, I forgot what time it was, like 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. He shows up with John Danaher, and they're just drilling. Nice. There's no one else. I'm, I'm doing treadmill work, and they're over there doing their thing. And it's just his work ethic was, you know, incredible. That's why, you know. And he was a perfectionist. You know, he just. He, Super dedicated to yeah. one goal that's going to stay that goal. Yeah. The goal's not going to waver. Nothing's changing it. Right. And he played Everything. his game. Like you said, yeah. like he wasn't a brawler. He he tried to be a brawler, and he got right. what, he got beat by Hughes, all right? So now he played more cautious. Some people say maybe too cautious, but he won. He won. He won. Yeah. Stop him. Again and Stop him again. if you don't like it. Right. Yeah. 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 So how did this uh, all end up at jiu-jitsu then? Uh, well, I was you know doing jiu-jitsu a little bit during my uh, – with my MMA, um, then once I retired, I was like, "Well, I want to get good at jujitsu." Right. So, you know, the last three years, I really focused just on jujitsu. I was like, "I want to get my black belt." Um, Who'd so, you get your black belt from? Uh, I'm Rafael, sorry, these, these guys know. Rafael Lima. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, last last month. Congratulations! Nice. Congratulations! Congratulations! Yeah. Hey, so we talked about it earlier, but the thing that I was really interested in um, is. What techniques you use, what judo techniques you like to use for jujitsu, you know? And mm-hmm. so we talked about that during the jujitsu, yep. I mean, the judo class. But yeah, I, I, I think that's a cool, that. uh, because you wouldn't use them all, right? And right. there's a certain, you know, what, so what was your game plan? Like, have you ever competed in jujitsu? Yeah. So yeah. You, what do you, you know, stand up wise? 
What do you like to do in a jujitsu match? Watch versus... the other dude sit down. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, right. look at the scoreboard and wait for my two points to show up. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to say also a shout out to Tim Barshard, who's also you know one of my main instructors. Yeah. And Derry, uh, who has been a big uh, part of my success to get my black belt. Uh, yeah, he's a so, monster around here, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he's he's you know been coaching me for MMA and jujitsu for, for yeah. like seven years now, eight years so. Um, yeah. So I just want to get that shout out. Yeah. Um, and he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Very good guy. Yeah. Yep. yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so so for techniques in in jujitsu, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to compete. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think no, the thing is a lot of foot sweeps type things. Um, you know, like I said, you know, you really can't turn your back like you can in, in judo. It's, you know, Yankee cotton turtle position. So you know, you're kind of limited in what you can do. A lot of overhooks. Uh, you know, underhooks. Um, you know, every day I'm kind of trying new stuff and modifying it. And so you're not right. So one of the one of the issues that uh, that I, I heard you talking about before too, which is that a lot of until you get to the really high levels of jujitsu, um, a lot of schools just always train off the knees. So when you stand up, you know, you're looking at people who are just not comfortable there, and because of the way the rules of at least IBJJF works. You're really not penalized for sitting down, right? You know, as long as you know how to do it, and so there you go. You sit down, you don't lose any points, and right. if you get the sweep, now you got two. And if you don't, then you're still at zero. You know, it's a kind of a, a funny way of looking at it. You know, what is your opinion about? Is there a way to? Is it about the players changing it, or is it just going to always be the way the rules are? Uh, I think it's both. I, I think a lot of it is just. You have to have the players or the coaches, you know, you got to work takedowns. I mean, why start standing then? Why don't you just change the rules and start sitting on your knees? Well, they kind of do. I mean, if you watch a lot of, I I know when I watch, you know, uh, high-level jujitsu competitions, I'm seeing a lot of the times there's going to be one, two, double sat, you know, double pull. And 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 everybody complains about it, but so what? You don't want to do anything about it. So then there's no reason to get rid of it. I would probably do the same thing if I were in that position. That, That activity, that and I'm a person, you know, who you'll see me pull guard, yeah. right? But that double guard pull, you know what I mean? The <laughs> I'm not going to touch you and I'm just going to sit and sh- like shoot my legs out at you. Right. I mean, it's going to kill the, the martial art. It's it's just it takes the martial application, it throws it right out the window. And you're absolutely right. Like learn to take people down. And I'm working hard to do that just like every other jiu-jitsu yeah, guy. Yeah, I'd imagine that a lot of the high-level uh, jiu-jitsu guys can actually do great on takedowns as well. They're just using the best strategy they can at the time. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe... They're not world-class judo dudes. The, but, yeah. the way the game is, the sport, That's those are the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, in, Maybe I, this younger generation, that's all they don't know. They just play, all right, just sit down yeah, and attack is, the legs or whatever. Yeah, let's play. start 0-0 zero, zero with me in a position I'm comfortable with. Right. Yeah. Well, I think Travis Stevens even said recently, like, why would you... Like, the jujitsu rules are set up that the takedown really isn't... Like, you, you know, you get a couple points, oh, but like... Uh, you don't, you know. He said it's worth. Um, it's you're better off pulling guard and getting a sweep points wise or something like that. I'm paraphrasing right. it, you know. But um, the uh, I don't know. To me, it's like an, an, an almost like an ego thing where like now I'm like I really want to get attack good at takedowns. Like other people aren't, and I think a lot of people like see the even Johnny Grippo man, our friend Johnny like. He was not known for taking people down, but he's been working takedowns. You see him practicing. Did you see? Yeah, he, he, he's bailing on the Baron Ball um, too. He's like, oh, I'm going to try something. Different, I mean, you know? I don't think he's bailing on. No, you know, that. I'm just, like, you know, he's not he's, bailing. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It also happened. Keenan Cornelius, right? Uh, were and the Men's <clears throat> Brothers too. 
you know, you saw them in the earlier parts of their jiu-jitsu careers, and I say early, I mean like the middle levels of their black belt when they're trying to compete at the highest level. Keenan started taking people down left and right, yeah. and sending them sort of the men's brothers. They weren't pulling. You look at their comp, their, them competing over like the last five six years when they you know really got hot and heavy. Making you now they're both pretty much retired. You might see, right. but they stopped pulling guard, and they got awesome at passing. And I think you know that's the one advantage you know for for a guy like yourself who is not only great at takedowns but. Your balance and your pressure from the top is really good. You still have a problem when you pull guard on someone like this. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Now you have to deal with nearly pressure. impossible to sweep, a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Super base, yeah, the whole thing. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and look at it this way too is you know, well just because I'm, I'm biased, but I'd rather throw you and be up two points and then sure. try to and then uh, you know, unless I obviously if you pull guard you're probably really good at sweeping. But still, what if they pass your guard, or now you're down. You know why? Yeah. Why not just throw them, mm-hmm. be up two points, and then do yep. you know? I don't know. But and then if you get swept, it's the, the score is tied. You know, you mean you're not down and on the bottom, right? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I think I think certainly jujitsu the the rule set has its flaws. Yeah. Um, and it and it allows competitors to exploit those their own flaws through the the, the rule system. You know what I mean? Right. They're not a wrestler. They don't. They don't have any judo. They can avoid it altogether. Judo is there rules about like amplitude of a throw or something, or is that not? Am I imagining that like? There's rule like if you go to attack and you don't actually like if you're kind of trying to stall if you don't get that person off balance then you get a penalty for like a false attack. If you're yeah, trying to kill uh, the time, you just kind of drop yeah. to your knees, kind of like pulling guard type thing. Like stalling. Yeah. They're, they're, For they're a while, there was that, that French dude, this is back a little ways, but you probably remember where he used to grab over the top and grab the belt mm-hmm. and pull down. And the dude who, you know, he's kind of not really doing much. He kind of throws his hips around. The guy who's getting bent over, basically... Can't move because his head's stuck down. Gary like this. gets so excited when you and say then the all guy's of a sudden, getting bent over. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, then Gary loves guys getting bent okay, over. That's okay, I guess. I'm here, but anyway. But the bottom line was the guy who was getting bent over would get the penalties because he couldn't do anything. He gets stuck there, and it's like that yeah. was one of those times where the guy just figured out the rules. Because right. you can't dive under for a single, right? Well, no, or this is before this. No, he just oh, had to get a good yeah. collar grip and a yeah. good over-the-shoulder belt. He's either going to get picked up, which he was a taller guy. He just kind of figured but, out not to get it. But, but if he did, like, drive down like that, that would be a false attack. Right, uh, that's the thing. Like, trying to get out of the throw by, like, right. just... and so the poor guys can't attack, can't get out, get stuck, and then... The dude, you know, like I said, he's just calling three penalties in a row, and the guy wins, and you're like, this yeah. sucks. It was like the whole thing was silly. You yeah, know? there's a lot of, I mean, yeah. back, back when, when I competed, a lot of different things. You could hold someone in the out-of-bounds area for, yeah. for, for, I forgot how many, five seconds without them. Yeah. They didn't come back in, then they get a penalty. Right. You know, that's one the, of the Olympic trials. No kidding. Yeah. Big change for me coming in was I've always walked somebody back. Uh, from going from judo to jiu-jitsu, I would walk somebody back against if I can get them in the corner. It's awesome because then they have only two ways to go, right, left right. or right. Yeah. But the, I remember like the first couple of weeks in, we did some standing, and I looked at Jay, and I'm like pushing somebody back, and I'm like, "What happens if you push the dude out?" He's like, "Nothing." I'm like, "What do you mean nothing?" Like, because judo's got a whole set of strategies on the on the edge, right? If you're right. if you got your back to the edge and you throw me out and you keep your feet in, then you right. got the points and all this yeah. stuff. And Judas are like, nah, one of our guys lost at Pens because he kept just running the guy, got a single, and he'd run the guy out, and then nobody would call anything. 
Right. And he ended up losing on a goddamn advantage, which was so weird. They just totally dominating. Oh. Guys running out. And you're you like, talk about it didn't politics. make any sense, you know? IBJJF tournaments, it might be the best example of, you know. You could take a five-year-old, they'd watch that and go, that guy won. Right. You know, and, he, and he, he loses, you know. So anyway, I'm sorry. I so I got a question about what kind of <clears throat> what led you through all of these paths from judo to MMA and jiu-jitsu. Like all, you know, obviously, you know, combat martial arts. But, you know, was, was, was your desire through this thing... To be was it to become a, a complete martial artist? Was it love of the competition? Uh, you know, because there, there, you know, it takes a certain kind of person to get into MMA, and then after that, the way I look at kind of your path here, you had just no issue becoming student time after time after time, even though you were world like world class in one thing, and you were able to put that aside and say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna focus on this. I'm gonna make this my thing. And then did you get to do the same thing? A lot of people have really struggled with that. So kind of what was the driver for that? Like what was your desire to kind of go and kind of cross-train and then get good at something else and then do it again and keep reinventing yourself? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, or- originally, you know, when I was a teenager, when I first started judo, I wanted to make the Olympic team. That was it. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I focused on no matter what. I just I want to make the Olympic team. I'm going to make the Olympic team, you know. And after that, you know, I didn't really think what happened afterwards. You know, I didn't really prepare well. I didn't go, you know, to college during my training like most of all my peers did. And, you know, so once I made the Olympic team, I was like, wow, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'll try for another one. Um, you know, and eventually I'll go to school and, and do all that. Um, and, and then, you know. All right, retired in 08. Now what? All right, so uh, I didn't go to school. <laughs> right. I was focusing on training, and then I was like, well, MMA, I'll try MMA. You know, My whole focus with MMA was like, I want to make a little bit of money. All right. I'm going to try to make some money. And that was Jimmy Pedro was my, my manager and my coach at the time. And he's like, just do it and just try to make some money. I was like, all right. Yeah. So that was the whole, the whole thought process. I didn't like fighting. I didn't, I'm not, I don't love to fight, but I like the making money part. So, right. you know, and I was decent at it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to see where I can go. And I'm fortunate enough that I had the Bellator tournaments that made $100,000. And, uh, you know, I won a couple of those and was in the finals of another. And that's pretty good pocket change. Right. Um, you know, it's not great, but still it's better than... That's going to last on, a while. Fighting on a little... Well, it didn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, more so than, if you know, if I didn't do anything. So... Right. Then I was like, well, you know what? I got have a, I have a little bit of a name for myself, you know. Right. You know, I, you know, and maybe the whole process early on I was like, you know, I want to own a school one day. I want to be able to do that because that's, you know, that's that's income eventually if you do it right and, and all that. So I was like, well, I got a little bit of name. Maybe I can try to get, you know, uh, start opening a school. But you know, obviously, you need money to open a school, and then you know, I partnered with, with Tim. Um, and, uh, you know, because he's obviously very successful with his schools and knows what he's doing. And, right. And I was like, well, you know, I got my black belt in judo. I'm pretty good at MMA and Muay Thai. Um, now, you know, I want to get good at jiu-jitsu. Right. Because you know, that's, that's the next level. Like, if I can be jiu-jitsu black belt and a judo black belt, I have more to offer people. Like, right. For know, sure. So, um, are you going to keep uh, – please stop me if I'm going down the wrong road here. Are you going to keep competing – in jiu-jitsu, do you think? I want to start competing like the idea? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you're I, open I've, to that idea. Yeah, I wasn't I, sure if you were joking before or not. No, yeah. I, uh, I've i been a competitor. I, all I want to do is compete. You know, yeah. I, I would still be fighting right now if I my body could take it and yeah. I was making money. Um, you should come out to pants with us, man. 
That's oh, yeah. a fun yeah. time. There's like, like a whole family that yeah. does this, man. It's a good time. Yeah. Look at that T-shirt there. Yeah, <laughs> that T-shirt's a. Uh, I'm, I'm hopefully, if all goes well, is is uh, is uh, be able to do World Masters this year. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's in what Vegas. We're cool. That's what we're training for. So it's not that long it's off. Yeah. Nice. Are you so. going to go down, Jay? Are you going to be there? I mean, are you um, I don't know. I've gotten that question a couple times yeah. recently. Uh, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot on the thing, but I'm um, considering it. I don't know. All right. I don't know. But it's Vegas. But it's Vegas. It's a perfect time of the year for me to take a trip. I like LA, man. I like the. It's pants. nice. The we beach. can get Al to go. Yeah. Al, I guarantee you, Al will go. To Vegas. Yeah. So there's two chaperones, so you're all set. It is Vegas. Pants? Or no, World, World Masters. World Masters, World Masters is at the... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm the, assuming the, it is this week. No, it's it's always the, I think it's at, at the Pyramid. Um, oh. Yeah. In L.A.? In L.A. What? So was... Am I crazy? Sorry. Last year was Worlds? It's close to L.A. anyway. Well, what did they have in Vegas last year? Because remember they all went to Vegas and it was like uh, super late and all messed up. And, that was World Masters. But yeah. they moved it back to L.A.? I think so. I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Notice the high quality of Dude, data that's just, coming out of this. Out of this hey, thing. You know, Norman's got a guy, right? Uh, no, normally we'd have like the uh, internet is that going, but yeah. there's, there's no internet. Where's the Ron? Do no, do not make me the young Jamie of this podcast. No. <laughs> Whoever no. that guy is. Right. So here, so, so say like say you got like a, a jujitsu guys out there and, and none of us know how to do takedowns and we all like to butt scoot. Like <laughs> what would you tell would you be like, listen? Learn one takedown first and get really, really good at that one take takedown. Or would you say like, oh, you should learn four take? You know what I mean? Like, what would you tell that guy that's a jujitsu guy? It's like, man, I want to learn a takedown or well, takedowns. First, I would say, don't ever butt scoot. <laughs> that's just, that's, super embarrassing. That's just man. yeah. That's just whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know, you gotta you gotta learn one technique first. You know, you can't just you know you get good at one and don't be mediocre at like. Eight, which a lot of people do, like, oh, I like this, like that. Oh, yeah, no, to get two, you know, a forward, judo is all about forward and backwards, all right? A forward technique and a backwards technique because that person's going to react one way or the other. If you're good at both, they don't know when you're and where you're going to go. So, you know, same, you know, if you can do that, then, you know, you have a forward and back. So you have two options to go from. So, but yeah, you know. Like, get really, really good at Get really, really good at that to where you can, you know, they know you're going to do it, but you do it anyways. Yeah. The benefit of the, uh, that's just one of my hobbies is kind of organizing all these throws into what works with jujitsu and what doesn't and, and I just like that I love that whole thing so the benefit of the foot sweep is that most of the time with the foot sweep you're ending out outside you're, you've already passed the guard you already passed the guard in the first place and your foot sweep is ridiculous it's just this weird snake whip thing that comes out of nowhere bam and you're past the guard and it's just no time right and so that's the one thing that I, I always wonder why. Maybe it's because it's hard, but I wonder why that doesn't show up more in jujitsu in tournaments. It does from time to time. It does from time to time. It's hard. It's just hard. It's, it's, it's a timing it's time, thing. It's you've got to have that movement. Yeah. The dude's probably going to go. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah you got to know how to set yeah. it up. Jujitsu guy, you know, not, there's not a lot of people that know how to grip fight, which is another important factor. Right. Uh, um, making that person move. There's not a lot of movement sometimes. You need movement, a foot to move to foot, do the foot sweep. Right. So. And, and, most of the time, foot sweep, you're going to use two hands on no. as the attacker? No. So that's the other one is that if you put both hands on, basically you know you're going to get pulled on most of the time. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Once, once, once the attacker puts both hands on, goes for some foot sweep, you're giving them time to get that, that pull, right? Well, But one-handed is like, 
Boom, Masters. there's no... Who's going? Masters is different. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Um, that, there were some great throws the, there. The, Solo. The, when you look at the adult divisions, especially those young, much younger guys, um, that you get into those double guard pole positions right. and a lot of that... The Masters guys, you know, the old school jujitsu guys, you take... They've done judo. They've yeah. done judo, and they like... Almost you look at Saulo. Saulo. And he didn't even have that that standing sayori really that tight. The, he shows a uh, the whole video of him learning it from Jimmy. Jimmy's saying, no, 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 no. Try it this way. Try it this way. Do yeah. this, do this, do this. And then he shows up at Worlds and just knocks the... Like, just puts that exact technique on. He must have just sat down and right. done 10,000. was the last time you saw Saulo pull guard. Never, but it was. But this is like a big standing one too. You oh, kind of yeah. hauled him over his shoulder. You I didn't was, even bend those knees. It was just great. It was yeah. like just that, that's what I heard about the masters vision. Like they yeah. they stand up more. So I'm like, yeah, oh, what's good. um, oh, well, yeah, you'll be super names. dangerous unless, unless they, you know, usually what happens is there's a I throw the front the first match I throw the person around. Yeah. And the next match they just <laughs> they pull guy. So there's you know, a monster Choinagi that uh, some of the guys some of the uh, the middleweights are throwing too. The older middleweights. I'm sorry, I forget the guy's name. Megaton is Megaton, right? That's in fact yeah. Huge one where he's doing the Yoko. He doesn't run it. He just kind of runs around, falls around behind the dude and pulls him out in the corner. Yeah. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's like, because you can't pull. He guy can't pull. Yeah. He's kind of like pulling guard, but you're... Yeah. yeah. If it fails, well, it is yeah. like a yeah. guard, right. at least. Yeah, exactly. So it's not but that it's, bad. it's so cool. And it looks great. So you're going to get into the replays. So you're going to get some sponsors and shit. So. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> is that what you got to do? Just throw people get sponsors? You got to look uh, good. <laughs> you got to look good. Oh, nice. Uh, so there you go, kids. Do judo. Yeah. Get sponsors. Hey, style points. Style That's what points. I'm saying. I'm yeah. setting Jay up. So when did you when did you turn forty? September. September. So you'll so you, <laughs> you're you'll be master three. Uh, I don't know. Will I? Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. The, this. Oh, you're right. You got this. Masters three. Yeah. So you're gonna get. I think large. You'll get some guys pulling guard, but most of the guys will want to end up on top. Yeah. They're gonna take well, one, look and at this they dude. ain't gonna. <laughs> Rick was really sweet and let me uh, let me use my uh, the, the roll time during rolls today with stand up. Yep. Because I'm like I just fanboyed out on him, like tried some shit. It's you can put two hands on, and it's you just know that there's a disaster in every direction. It just you, it, there's nobody unless someone's on your level, which I don't know any masters three dudes that are on your level. Oh, you put those listen, hands on it, you're just, dudes, you just feel you're like the masters, those dudes are tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's sure. no, they're going like, to pull immediately. They're going to they're gonna go, nope. They're going to sit down and take the penalty for fucking well, up the pull. You know what's funny is, <laughs> so I watched um, Dan Camarillo yeah, against that. Corginio. Yeah. And That's awesome. the first thing Camarillo did was pull guard because he didn't want to be in Gorginio's half guard. That's because so he he's a separate yeah, issue, right? It was and great, this is like, like one of these. Uh, you know, has every judo throw. Right, has yeah. every throw. Yeah. But, but to your point, to your yeah. point earlier, right? I was just thinking about when we trained earlier, and like we we got, ended up standing up, and like you hit the takedown on me, and it was like when when and and I was screwed after that. You know, it was like you went right from the takedown <laughs> dude, to dude, dudes an Olympian. That no, I mean I'm not I, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, but the but the uh, right, but the like the. <laughs> It was. It's like when people say quicksand, and it was like you know, 
I just kept going downhill and downhill. It, it, and, it was already and so over. That take, and it's like, even more to rubber. that point, takedowns I think are really, really important because you could just like put the guy behind and he can never catch well, back not up. Not only that, if your transition is right, you can catch them. You know, if you know you're going to throw them, and as they're landing, you're setting up your armbar, your, your finish, or whatnot. Back take, like I think you yeah, took my back. Exactly. Like, so that's you know that's. Well, look what that look what uh, Ronda ended up doing with that. I yeah. mean, regardless of all the blah blah blah. You're looking at not just a throw, but a throw with purpose, with right. direction, that's going at the submission right from the first moment of the throw, which is what judo is about. Where'd you learn the armbar from? What's that? Where'd you learn the armbar from? I don't know. Who'd you learn from? Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, Did your I, I, judo and her judo overlap? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, there, she was there. there. She, she, she was at that. Jimmy did a seminar up at our place, and she came up and... And she was at that, so yeah, it must have been around that. Yeah, definitely yeah. went. Yeah, did Judo get a bump from her? Like, it, it would have gone back to the politics again about the USA Judo and the RNGB not taking advantage of that. Yeah, uh, they could have. I mean, that was a huge platform. Huge. I was on. The, I was on the. You know, every time I fought, they said Judo hundreds of times. Right. On, on that Spike TV, national TV. Yeah. The one time I fought in front of a million views when I fought Chandler. You know, wow. And, yeah. And, there was not one peep from the judo organization about yeah. it because they, want, they wanted anti, to right? they wanted to separate themselves. And, oh, we're not that, and they, they they miss a huge opportunity in terms of you know, and especially the Ronda. I mean, the well, there's no question. And, I think though, but the fact you're not wearing a gi, they're going to go. It's not judo, and yeah, it's but just I was so doing people. Yeah. No, I was telling people. You know, but yeah, definitely on your side. It happened for judo the exact same way it happened for jujitsu. Jujitsu got big. Why? Because they saw Hoist Gracie, yeah, you know, yeah. take a bunch of guys down, right. pull them down to the ground, and submit them. And it that, got big because jujitsu yeah. took advantage of it. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's this influx from Brazil, and you know, you got Hori and Gracie like stamping it and trademarking it and packaging it and selling it. Yeah, someone, no and one came in and actually, so yeah, yeah, someone from judo. Like I don't, I honestly don't know why someone like from those organizations hasn't done it or like because judo. Could be as big as yeah, but isn't, it, isn't that even how BJJ started? Yeah. Was Mitsuya Maeda got kicked out because he was fighting? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, of course. and Kano yeah. kicked him out because he was traveling uh, around probably. fighting for money. Yeah, yeah, they kind of wanted. From that's what I understand. My history is yeah, and that's what the old school judo people like. They don't like fighting and fighting for money and yeah. you know all advertisements and all that. Is, oh no, we don't want, we don't want we don't we don't do that stuff. Right, there's some sort of a. I mean, and there is a real, there is a legitimate, uh, you know, traditional core. There's no question. Yeah. And, and forgetting about the politics, there is this sort of pureness of of quality that, that right. someone is trying to. There's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of that sort of attitude comes from just not wanting to put patches on the geese, for example. Right. They want to preserve it, it, the aesthetic, res- and that's respect. cool. And especially with MMA, right. the way it is, the right. talking, all right. that. You know, I don't right. like that part of it. And but you could separate these be, out. Yeah, you could say traditional be, judo and, let's say, whatever, sport judo, yeah. and then they don't want to turn... But, I mean, I remember from my time in judo, like, it would be... You would not be putting patches on your gi. That's not how this works. You know, what do you turn into a race car driver? You know, this kind of that's, feeling of it, you know. That's how it is. You know, right. Everyone makes money now. That's well, I totally understand change. that. Right. So if you right. don't change with the times, then that's what judo is lacking. They didn't change the times. They missed a huge opportunity, uh, um, you know, and, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate. And, I, you know, I'm going to do my part in trying to help social media part. You know, I just had a big, huge thing a couple weeks ago about social media with the organization because – they have no social media. I don't think, I think the answer, if you don't mind me just proposing something, is a little different. 
don't change judo. The, the whole thing's predicated on we don't want to change this. We want to keep this aesthetic. There's going to be no race car. Da, 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 da. Don't change it. Leave it. Call it something different. This is sport judo. This is the stuff that feeds all the jujitsu you saw all those years ago. This now, in the new world, has a different application. Yeah. It's not. This is traditional judo. Yeah. It's like, you know, what it, like, and this happens in all forms of art, right? Yep. It's classical music. Wrestling's happened with wrestling. When rock, when rock music came out, classical music was like, that's shit. We need to kill it. You're like, no, you don't. Keep doing it. Just it, These all two things can coexist with no trouble at all. Just yeah. name it whatever the hell you want, but keep the word judo because nobody owns that word, man. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a movement called freestyle judo. Yeah, I, I saw that. It's, uh, yeah. you're, it's the, kind of like traditional judo, egg yeah, grabs no. and all that. But, but the promotion you know. of it is, is right. it's, it's still the same thing. Right. It's still you, freestyle you, judo is good for kids, you, and it's you know there's nothing wrong with that. Judo is great for kids. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is great for kids, but there's a difference between watching what the monsters, watching what Buchecha does to another human and what's good for kids. You know, you can, right. again, why does it have to be one or the other? You can, they can exist with themselves. Yeah. But they're, they're, I don't think it's too late for judo at it's all. It's not. They have, supposedly, they have a new people on board, new, new presidents, new uh, people I, in charge. I still think so. split it off. Leave them to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Split it off. I mean, Look what happened with the... Look what happened to all the grappling tournaments. It's, it's, uh, by the way, a, a number of people have, have got on my ass since that uh, the podcast one. I'm like, how come they're always Brazilian refs? <laughs> they're not because you just don't go to the IBJJF. Go to any of the millions of grappling tournaments that are around. You yeah. guys said it on the on the on the podcast. None of those are Brazilian refs. You, anything that says EBI rules on it. Brazilian what's going refs on with love me. Seth uh, Daniels, right? <laughs> they love me. Right. Yeah. But so, I mean, look so at, look much at, they want you to work a little bit harder. <laughs> Look at all of the different promotions that are just killing it right now. And the idea that, uh, you know, Submission Underground, all those things. Look at all the things that uh, uh, Tom DeBlas is doing. Yep. He's, he's kind of... Fight to win. Dude, we yeah, got to get you on Fight to Win, man. Like, I'm this, have you seen that? Have you, it's a great jiu-jitsu competition that they... I've tra- heard of it. They're traveling yeah. around and they put on a, an amazing a show. You'd be a knockout. You'd be a knockout. And, uh, oh, that's yeah. a Seth... Uh, Seth Daniels. Seth Daniels. And, he's an old teammate. Oh, no kidding. And, no, but yeah. and he, man, he, does and he great. fights too, yeah. which is like, talk about... That's what I want to know. I want to know right. the guy who's putting this on is yeah. also competing. They're Not exciting, necessarily the same thing. Exciting but fights. Yeah, and he's, he got high, he's got a lot of big names. It's, this is a big deal, and those are not. And so anyway, just apologize. Not apologizing. He, he calling would out those have people. Me on are, if I, right. Yeah, he would. Right. Yep. Yeah. But we then definitely look into it. I gotta get good first. Yeah, well, we're good. <laughs> we went. Amanda and I drove down to Philly and went to the one in Philly they had, yeah. and it was the coolest. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. It was such a good show, and I'm like, I'm campaigning for this guy to bring one to Boston. Yeah, well, you know, you know, let's bring it to Boston. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should introduce um, you to Tom DeBlasco. I'll give you guys would probably get along great. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's uh, he, he has got the key. You know? It's that good to me. That is how. Like, I mean, IBJJF is cool, and I love the tournament, and I love going out there. Again, doesn't have to stop. Mats. Let, right. him, let him do it. Fight to win. Yeah, that is, seems to be kind of the thing. Like, like. Uh, you know the Eddie Bravo, all these, yeah. like, these, yeah. these, these money type tournaments, yeah. like you know matchups. And you get to train for a guy. Yeah, fights. I yeah. like that idea. The yeah. super fight thing, I like a, another the, another yeah. fun thing to it. Right. The EBI thing's got to it's got to go through another level. You can feel right now. One of the guys who's who does really well. I won't put anybody on blast, but wrote wrote a couple of articles on if someone just stops and takes a step back and does the EBI rules. Nobody's everybody's going to fight differently because True. because it just in in two sentences when you're on the bottom 
you're looking at a host of subs. If you're on the outside of somebody's guard, you have to go pass, position, and sub for the most of your subs, right? So it's just right. super uneven. And that's so right. once somebody really sits down and strategizes this, they're going to do what Gordon Ryan did. He lay on his back and said, take the mount. And then guy took the mount, leg locked the shit out of him. And you're like, that's going to be a problem with this tournament so, if everybody just lies down, you know? So there's, there's, a, there's a few things that work with that. The first thing is... Most traditional jiu-jitsu schools ignore, you know, they ignore the legs for a long, long time. Right. You know, a lot of people that come to visit be like, I see you guys do a lot of footlocks. I'm like, yeah. Were you going to wait till you're a purple belt and be like, yeah, now i got to learn them footlocks. You get annihilated at every tournament. Plus, I tried to do that and it's not Plus, you should, just, you should just know them. You should not, people yeah. are going to do them to you. You should know them. Right. I just yeah. talked straight footlock this IBJJF, the, for that it's, reason. They are hurting jujitsu by outlawing a lot of that stuff. Even at the black belt level, you can't hook, heel hook. Yeah. That's an important technique. Yes, it's, it's dangerous right. on the mat to train every day. That's But you watch the way that Danaher's guys train. Yeah, it's all catch and release. Hurt, but they go, uh, I got it. We let go. And I'll keep training. I know I had it, but I'm not going to – we've both got egos. I'll let it go. And yeah. yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's just the danger. I think there's a difference when you're looking at heel hooks in the gi and you're looking at the Danaher thing. I'm not saying this uh, – I'm taking your side on this one. I mean just open it up and make it happen and everybody trains carefully. But right. there's a lot of moving parts there because now you do have the gi and so now what are we going to wrap the gi and we're going to do all this shit – and that's why the Danaher guys aren't, aren't fighting in the gi, right? Because they're just not training that way. You, wanna, you, train you train for whatever you're going to train for. So it's a cool time because if you go back, you know, whatever, five or six years, it's basically IBJJF right. or MMA, right? Speaking of which, so, so you talk about strategy, right strategy for the rule set. Um, yeah. I want to go back just a little bit because Rick said something really important. He, you were talking about the takedown. It was like I take down, but I also take down into a good position yeah. to pass. And that's for all you jiu-jitsu guys out there that are listening – that is such a critical strategic concept that you need to involve across your game, not just a, you know in your takedown game, but it's you don't just march into someone's guard and let them close it up and, and then start from there. You try to, if it's a sweep or if it's a takedown or what's that, you land in a position and immediately start causing that people problem where you're progressing to the next position. Instead of giving it 50-50 control, you, know, you took down, you got your two points, now you're in that person's close guard and you're 50-50. Right. Now I've got to fight to get that 50% back what Rick was talking about is get the takedown and be in a position where you're seven, you have 70% of the control. You're already partway. You're in a good position to initiate your pass if you're not already on your way to passing. Well, well, that's, you know, knowing how to throw. You know, you know if you're not used to throwing, you'd be like, oh, I threw by accident or I wasn't really sure. <laughs> Admire you, it. Like, oh, yeah, look yeah, at that. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, that's cool. Uh, and then you're, you're, you're fighting on a guard or whatnot. So you really got to know what you're doing and be like, all right, if I if, – I go to throw him. I got to expect to throw him. Or if I attempt it, expect to throw him, and then where's my follow up? The judo thing. Watching you guys fight at high level, your whole your, your object is not to throw somebody. Your object is to throw somebody with a sense of control so that a predictable outcome happens. You want to throw them so that they land this way. That's that. So it's not just off balance and start a throw. It's all three parts. It's, it's right. getting them off the balance, getting into the throw, and finishing the throw in a controlled position. Right. They're, and they're fighting you all the way through. They're, right. they're cartwheeling out. They're twisting. Right. They're trying to get to their stomach because right. the, then there's no yeah. point. I remember uh, Jimmy at one seminar, he was 
fighting with one of our, our big young dudes, and he came in, and the kid's got a great Ouchi guard, and he came in with his great Ouchi guard, and just one of those times where people were watching them go, and you could see Jimmy just falling over, and he's getting, and you're going, oh my god, this guy's going to get him, and he's like going past 45, and you're like, it's all slow motion, oh, then right before he goes, he goes, flips it over, ends up on top, you're like going, this dude is some doing some magic thing, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the thing. I think when you look at how, even when you watch relatively high-level people on YouTube showing, hey, I'm going to show you this takedown, or this how you get the single, or here you go behind, they're not doing any. They're just throwing the person onto their ass, and then they're like, and now we're going to start fighting. Like I was saying before, like, why don't they just fucking pull and, and start, you know? But so that, uh, what a great point. So that, that was what I was trying to say earlier, was like the difference, and I've been taken down by a lot of people. But I can get usually I get a guard or I get a, How about a I get a you can reroll a lot of those yeah things. a lot of things yeah. but when you took me down it, which was expected but you took yeah. me into a position where I I couldn't get my I couldn't get a guard and I couldn't get and I was just like oh <laughs> man be, and like I'm kill this thing you know um, and and that sucks. For yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> that was like I was like, yeah, damn, this sucks. That's kind of what I want. It's yeah, your, it's your stock and trade. Right? Yeah. You didn't admire it. You didn't let me no. give me a chance. It was like you took me down, but then you like kept pushing the issue. Right. You, you know, got to know what your follow up is. And know, you know, how that person is usually going to react. What's their natural reaction when they're going down? They're, yeah. you know, and also you know how you control the arms and the lapels. And the so right. So are you going to throw the dude into leg drag? Are you throwing directly into side control? Are you throwing? I think that's the other thing is. You look around at a lot of jujitsu clubs, and they don't have. I'm looking around here. You got the uh, you got the crash pads right there, yeah. and it's just you're just not going to learn to throw your throws. Well, mo- without think, a crash pad, with, think, especially lower belts, right. you're gonna you're not going to finish a throw. Yeah, no the one, right no way one wants to do bed. judo because you have to take a lot of falls to be yeah. good. To to learn how to throw, you have to you have to also take falls. And these mats here, you can't take falls in these mats; they're too hard. It's concrete underneath. Some yeah. mats, some places have more more cushion. Um, but if you're going to take falls, obviously you got to do it on the crash pad. Um, you know, and that's, and that's what scares people away. I think from really learning judo is is the falling part. Well, or then when they are doing their takedowns, they're not finishing the way judo guys would finish with this. Everybody's done here. They're gonna right. they're gonna be nicer. Obviously, you're gonna be nicer to your partner. You're not gonna right. smash into them. But with the crash pad, Wait, which like also doesn't <laughs> teach you how together, to really explode. You know? Uh, and to throw someone when you really want to throw someone who doesn't want to get thrown you have to explode and you have to try to put them through the earth um, and if you, you don't train that and that's a good thing about crash pads because you can do that without getting hurt is you have to but you have to know how to train that otherwise your throws are going to be kind of half-assed you're not going to know yeah. how to power through that and, I would love to uh, I'd love to see a set of throws set up a, well when you know obviously I don't want to if you're competing then you got your, your you got to protect that but at some point it'd be really cool to see a set of throws Finish the way you're talking about it. Yeah. Not just throwing into nowhere, but throwing yeah. somewhere. There's yeah. that from that old I don't know, it's a really early meme about like, you know, when you're throwing, what you're really doing is you're hitting somebody with the entire earth. Right, right. You know, and a lot of throws certainly in our I'm, I don't I have never thrown anybody in our club hard. Period. Because yeah. you just can't like you can't land on somebody. Our bats are not dissimilar. To oh, they, yeah. but they're actually they're, they're weight. Yeah. They're they're softer than this, but still. Yeah, the platform underneath. Yeah, you just you can kill somebody if I, I I'm yeah. not that good. I'll fuck it up and yeah. put an elbow. Not in training, you can't. In a tournament, like I don't care. I'll, I'll, yeah, no, I no, want to no, throw you so hard, you knock the wind out of you, so you're not breathing in an armbar. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, right, I'm yeah. just calling out all, all the people who are kind of half throwing. At, you're not going to do it in the in the tournament unless you practice on a crash pad. Is what I'm saying, right? right. I mean, you yeah. just got to practice, right? You know, or you're gonna just like pulling punches. 
Yep. The first time I learned to strike, I learned in this sort of point touchy kind of thing. To this day, I don't yeah. actually. I still don't hit very hard because you, yeah. you you'll fight like you practice. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, and that's a great point about judo. It's no different. You know what I mean? If you go, I, I don't want to criticize any martial art, but if it if it's completely point oriented, and you know, taught to strike with control, I mm. guess that should happen no matter what. But if you never actually get to hit somebody, you know what I mean? Put some power behind it. Yeah. That's the way you're going to behave in a street situation or a competition situation. Yep. Similarly, it makes so much sense for judo. If you're not really putting, you know, a fully resisting opponent, you're going to need to explode through the throw to make it work. You can't tiptoe through it or. But, but becoming makes a lot of sense. Uh, becoming uke okay yeah, for that too absolutely. is is a trick too. I mean, you got to learn how to. You don't have to just learn how to fall. You got to learn how to fall. fall, fall you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why when Rick comes up, you can be the. Uke. I'm totally fine. I've been judo. I've been <laughs> Uke. Before. I, yeah. Hey, how I'm does there. how do promotions work in judo? Like, there's a strict. <laughs> you're just isn't there a cause trouble? <laughs> no, dude. Why would it, Why is that causing mean, trouble? Yeah, you're not trying to. I don't. I don't know why that. I comes. think it's a fair I'm question. Not, yeah, like I'm just curious. Like jujitsu, I feel like is is you know very um, subjective, right? Subjective. Yes. But but judo, there is actually like I remember there was points you had to get, and you had to take like like there was a written test, and like I don't know if everywhere is like is, is, no, it's 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 I would say a lot of it's subjective too. Oh really? Yeah. Some schools are kind of maybe hard line. They follow like the the code of con rules. Yeah. In terms of testing, um, when I like I was telling I think you earlier, yeah. uh, when I tested for my fourth degree under Jimmy, um, you know we had a curriculum. We had to know all these different things and all this terminology and, and all that. And so, but obviously he's you know. But Jimmy Pedro, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's code of con rules, school, but then there's yeah. USJA and then there's right. USJJF. You know, when I got, when right, I got yeah. my show on when I was 16, right. you know, it was only because I was you know beating, right. winning black belt. Tournaments, right. you know, so it just depends on where part of the country you're from, who's your instructor, and you know, are they registered through the Kodokan and all that? So yeah, a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff, right? All right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that's why when I was that a was kid, a super like professional answer, did you see that? Yeah, I mean, he's I, really good at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like at when because I think our thing was USJA or something, and we had to like yes. you had to have. Points and you had that time if, and you if, had that yeah. test. If the class didn't follow that, then we couldn't get our insurance. Let's just put it out there. That's the way it had to be. In order know, to get the insurance, know. you had to do that. So the guy who was instructing us was doing that with that in mind, but that wasn't his completely his idea. Oh, really? His own. No, I mean, because you, you had to have insurance. Right. right. And that was the only way you were going to get insurance. So they did have a lock at that time do over that. Do they still do the insurance thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you, you would get like insurance through, the, through judo. Wow, really? Yeah, dude. It was well, but they—it's it, just kind of a—it's kind of a swamp here. But yeah, but that's sort of how what they control. What is the swamp? <laughs> that's how they control the curriculum was by getting the club to have the. I'm not talking uh, about Jimmy's club. These are gr- no. giant clubs, but the little mom and pop clubs had to pay somebody for the insurance and there were like a couple of different organizations and each of them had their own rules and, and then you could only compete in those tournaments and get the points if you competed in a different tournament you wouldn't get the points for the USJA and it was wow. fucked right, up right. that's and a problem I'm just right. trying to keep, yeah, keep you from having a right, talk about it against, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's just, just it, it was crazy yeah. we all want yeah. a little piece of the pie yeah. Yeah. the tiny little pie that's the I funny thought I was, part I, I thought I was paying for the insurance 
You 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 were, but it. What, do you remember your? Uh, do you remember how much you paid a whole year? That was uh, 150 bucks a year. I, remember, I do. So it was uh, 150 bucks a year at that club. So that was a that harsh was awakening, ago, right? When I was when I so <laughs> I did judo as a teenager or whatever, and then uh, and so yeah, it was like nothing. It was like basically free, pretty much, you know. Yeah. And so but then I was, was in a, Colorado, yeah. and I was went to the Boulder Judo Training Center. And, uh, you know, and I was loving it. I was like, man, this is great. And they told me how much it was. And I was like, whoa, really? And I just wasn't used to it. You know, I just didn't because I grew up. It was like nothing. And uh, the thing is, look at the school we're we're sitting in here. And it's this. Well, no, I totally get it. You got to pay for rent. You got to pay for all these things. But on top of it, you're learning this from a goddamn Olympian, too. So this is like, and I went, and it was like that there, too. Like this was, it was a high level. This is a really lucky place to be. Really high level people coming. charging, is that what you mean? No, in Boulder, these guys, you know, they were charging. But but in in Portsmouth, growing up, maybe it was cheaper for a kid, too. I don't know. But it was like. That was the way the guy who ran the club. In our, this is someone we tremendously respect. We had no interest in taking money out of it. That was the thing. It was his own personal opinion. He still does it. Yeah. Right. He still does, and it's so. But he, he's a, a an amazingly special person, but that's yeah, a it was a different. It was yeah. a different thing for sure. Yeah. But, but was, I mean, uh, if you show up at this place right here, I, it's funny. I'm looking at. I rolled with some of your guys and some of the white belts and and uh, and and some of the the higher belts too. And it's like I keep wanting to say, "Do you know how cool this is? Right. Like, do you know who this like, dude actually? Is? Nah, you're making me blush. <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to, but I'm serious. It's like there are a lot of mom and pop." Martial arts, general general martial arts academies, you know, around the uh, around the country, and they're charging a shitload not, of money. And it's like, not what this is? This is not. This is the real fucking deal. I mean, it really is. Oh. Yeah, what's up with the ninja place? I don't know. Oh, we well, let's not. <laughs> there's a ninja place George, down the street that we wanted to go. I go. To we want to go to. So there's a physical therapy, pinnacle physical therapy, yeah. right over there, and I go see those guys when people throw me too hard, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, they don't even know what's going on with it. I'm like, what's up with this? Oh, you asked them about the ninjas? Yeah. And they're like, I don't, I don't really well, know. Jay, I don't, and I don't see people go in Jay, tell me if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> they're ninjas. Because <laughs> they're ninjas. <laughs> you don't even know where the place is. I don't know much about ninja thing, but if you know about it, they're doing it wrong, right? Right. Uh, right. But right. It, it was truly an honor. Smoking. And it, and did to, you go to the ninja, ninja place? <laughs> no, I went to the judo class, man, and I had my mind blown. It would be an honor to go like, to the ninja place. Man, it was so it was such a great class, and like, uh, it, I mean, you blew my mind with, the, right. with yeah, man, and, and we only did like two techniques. I know, man. That was like, yeah, but man, it was, it's, it's physical modeling. You know, when you learn by watching and feeling it and oh, seeing it, it like you're the coach of the the ankle pick. Yeah, yeah, it's just a coach or an angle pick. Fuck that! It's yours, and it looks different. And Jay's you saw what he did. He does. You, you, you demonstrated it to Jay right at the end of the class, and it was like two reps, and you got it. That's like that is so much value in many people's lives. I told one of your dudes, I was like, "Hey, you better be going to the judo class, man. Like, I mean, right. You better show right. up to this that. This is thing. not going like, to be your crap, man. The guy's going to decide he wants to go do something else or move out, and you're going to be like, wow, yeah, that was right be. down the street from me, you know? know? Come to my judo class. Seriously. Right? Seriously. Anyone out there, PMA Plastow, Rick Conn, yeah. get to his he judo He wants you to class. come to yeah. his judo class. I'm not coming to that judo class. And if you can't come, I'm, I'm doing a DVD in a few weeks. So Are you really? Buy yeah. my DVD. Are you seriously? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Oh, is it judo throws? 
It'll be judo for MMA and BJJ. Nice, nice. So you're going to be throwing into uh, into awesome positions. Yeah, like we we're talking. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're well, that's about. yeah. Well, fucking call it out. Yes. Yeah. So it's already been filmed. No. Are you? I'm going to film in a couple. Yeah. Couple weeks. Though. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. And man, I, I mean, yeah, your instruction. That's exactly man, that's awesome. what so, I was hoping that I was going to talk to you later. I'm like, why don't you do? I know. I, I've, I've been, so I've been right. into it for the last like year or two. I've been my, my my friend who's doing it. It's been kind of. When are we going to do it? I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, screw it. I got to do it. Yeah. This is before I miss my opportunity and, and someone else comes up with something. And, you know. Yeah, but it's – plus people people have become famous by making YouTube videos of their jujitsu techniques that are way, way, way better than their competition careers, period. And the only reason I know their names at all is because they make YouTube technique videos. You know, and they're, they're not even really that good, but they're just really good at making YouTube technique videos. Editing? Right. Oh, yeah. I really, that part really bothers me. I've tried, I mean, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you're coming from the same camp here, that you can learn a lot of stuff, and you can show a lot of stuff, and you can teach it on a nightly basis, and because you're more technical, and because you have more, like, you, you can you can dominate your students if you want, and then you can record yeah, a whole bunch of videos. Rick, you're talking about this Rehold the, person, reco- right? Yeah, yeah mystery record, person, right? record a whole bunch of videos, and then... But you never step foot on the mat at a tournament to prove that your jiu-jitsu is effective or your yeah, judo is yeah. effective. It's like it is a re- – it's, it's dishonest at a level to go peddle this as effective right. and then never show up and show yeah. how it effective it is. Yeah, I think in, in, in Rick's case, I mean you've already, you already did that. So if you, if you were never to set I – mean, Battle tested. Yeah, Battle you don't have to go and keep know, competing in judo to throw yeah. a fucking judo yeah. throw. But but there are a lot of people that just never reach those levels at all. Right. And there's not look. I mean, Belichick can't go long either. I mean, I do understand that there are some people that are just fantastic coaches right. and they're students For of the sure. game and they don't they aren't competing on a world level. But, but they it, had to be part of that experience mm-hmm. and to just be some yeah. dude somewhere nowhere and just be really good at marketing your DVDs means that there's an opportunity for someone who's the real deal right. to just like, sort of yeah. Slide well, all in my there. all the stuff that I'm gonna show, I'm not gonna show stuff that. Is just stupid because it looks fancy, right? You know, I mean, this, well, it works for me. <laughs> yeah. It's how I throw everybody. It you know. did work for you. It does, <laughs> and it still does. No, no, I know. See, I'm just another saying, insult. Like, I was yeah. saying you're you're old, and it's like no, yeah, no, it didn't work. It doesn't work anymore. Not anymore. Man, it did. Every time, nah, I buy this thing. No, man. I mean, it's like you took it. You you took it all the way to the highest pinnacle level. That is, there's no better proof that you it works. You can't backtrack now, man. You've the insults already out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the room. It's recorded. It's recorded. It's recorded. We, we no editing. I'll, I'll own it. <laughs> so, what's your training like now? Like, uh, I mean, you 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 get. I know you train jujitsu with with uh, some friends of mine. Like, you still striking and or doing anything like no, that? No, I, I I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. Running the school, you know. I would like to hit pads and train. Uh, you teach train. a lot of classes here. I teach all the classes. Really? What's the schedule like? Do you mind me asking? All day or a day. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, uh, I get my train in Monday, Wednesday mornings. I go to Derry and yeah. train up there. Right. Um, and uh, uh, one of our uh, fighters up there, Tony Martin, yep. fights at the UFC. He's yeah. got uh, a big fight coming up, so yeah. I'm getting there a little bit extra. He's, he's fighting in Oklahoma City, right? I think so, yeah. Our friend Devin's fighting on the same car. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Devin, I know Devin, right? Devin yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, and then Monday, Wednesday, I come here at... In the afternoons and teach like today was today's schedule. Yep. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursday, I'm in the morning. I come here, mm. teach, uh, do some paperwork, come back in the afternoon, teach all night. Yeah. You just six, six days yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah. Just and then Fridays, li- I living I teach, inside it. Yeah. yeah. Fridays, I teach up in Derry. Yeah. Um, I teach uh, 
uh, judo and MMA. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a full dance card, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You know, it's, it's easier than getting punched in the face. It's yep. more fun. Right. <laughs> or than sitting in a desk or an office yeah, exactly, somewhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I get to do, what, I get to do what, I, what I love and, you know, sometimes I get to, I get to train and have cool guests and like you guys and oh, learn some, some stuff and, you know, so yeah. I could be working on a roof or something like that. No. <laughs> right. No, no, no. They don't want to fall off a roof. No. It's no. not a good thing. Who, uh, who, who inspires you, man? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Gary? Wow. Yeah. Gary? He inspires you find someone. Someone. I don't know <laughs> what. He inspires me what not to know. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. You know, that's a, a tough question. My wife. My, my wife actually probably well, there's, me. There's a great book that you should read. It's oh. called The Book of Five Rings oh, by Mimoto Musashi. Maybe you will find it inspiring. Oh. Jay I think I have that. Not, has not found that that book very inspiring yet because I, I don't think he's read it. I think we would like the book if we didn't have to listen to your interpretation. It's okay, yeah, you know, uh, it's all good. I, I, now I've got a predisposed attitude, mm-hmm. and now I'm just gonna now I'm gonna read the book and and not like it because did you I, like it? Yeah, because I don't just like to you. Spite, <laughs> just to spite me, you're gonna dis. No, the guy. Yeah. Anyway. No, so, uh, I read that a long time ago. Of course, yep. yeah. So just remember in your in in your next jujitsu tournament, not to put both hands on your sword. <laughs> I, I I don't even know Keep what that your means. Hands off but your sword. whatever. It's Red from Mark. it's from it's from the Book of Five Rings. Don't haven't you read it? Don't put both hands on. Hey, your I always sword. said you never put both hands on your broadsword. No, he's like a one-handed sword guy. Yeah, you you never read the book. Seriously, of course I've read the book. Musashi times. pioneered the attitude of fighting with two swords. Yes. I, I feel like I'm educating you here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so I hope it's cool if I come back, man. I want to come back Please, and train with you again. come back. Like, yeah, I yeah, really, sure. like, people out there, you guys need to come and train here. Come to Plastow, New Hampshire and train with Rick. Like, yeah. yeah totally. Or, or have me out for a seminar. Yeah. If you're out there. Absolutely. So, seriously. How do people you're, get you're in touch with you? You're up for doing seminars. Awesome. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um Rick Hahn, uh, H-A-W-N. You, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably looked at the title of the podcast right. where it's written out. We'll right. call it out again in the beginning there for you. So Yeah. Uh, the, the website is uh, pmaplastow.com. pmaplastow.com. Yep. Um, P-M-A. Yeah. Positive yeah. mental Remember attitude. Send it if you want to come train or you want to, you know, come come hit me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Yep. Yeah. If you're around here, if, you, if you're living in, in southern New Hampshire, northern Mass., Anywhere around here, or you're just in town for whatever, um, you know. I, I said it off the mic. It's so easy to find the wrong jujitsu school or the wrong judo school, the wrong martial arts school in general. Um, and even though, like, you know, we have an academy that's 30 miles away, you know, if you're around here, you got This this is the place to be. You know, it's it's professionally run. You have world class instruction. You're not going to get any better than this. And so do yourself a favor, do your homework, find your way through the front door and blast out here. You're not going to walk out a dirty butt scooter, I'll tell you that. Won't won't happen. No. There will be no butt scooting here. So this this was awesome. I can't yeah. wait to come back and train. Seriously, yeah. Um, I hope you guys do come back, dude. We're gonna. I'm definitely gonna. Yeah. Like, that was great, man. You're just you pissed that he threw though. you down. No, I'm not. So I love it's like I'm coming back so and getting that guy. Uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was a great class. Um, 
I can attest. You guys should definitely have him out. Have Rick out for a seminar. Buy his DVD. Um, when it comes out, we'll talk it about comes it out, yep. for sure. And be on the watch in the in the uh, in the jujitsu tournament. Seriously, up. man. Oh man, we just call Seth. Uh, you heard it here. Yeah. Let me yep. train. Let me get in shape first. Yeah. Right? We'll, yeah. We'll do it right away. Got a DVD to make. And uh, talk so, about the soap. Well, I was going to talk about Devin Powell first. Oh, sorry. um, So Devin Powell, our friend, you know, one of my best friends, he's got a fight coming up in Oklahoma City, June 25th. 25th. We're all going to try to go. Jay's going to corner him again. Uh, Devin is, you know, he's the man. He's such a great dude. And so you guys should all... And who doesn't want to go to Oklahoma City for a vacation? I was so, hoping. Yeah. There's some different like, cards. There's like Jesus. talking about Scotland and Brazil and all this other you, stuff. You would not like, have survived yeah, the Scotland trip. Yeah, no. yeah, Dude, Oklahoma I City. I am Scotland. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of my Bellator fights were like in the... Oklahoma. Like yeah, like in the reservation or something. Yeah, right? I was like, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Is this what I'm in store for? No, Oklahoma City is probably not as bad. But, I don't uh, even think there's a direct flight from Boston to Oklahoma City. Yeah, you gotta take a horse carriage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys should all make sure you hit up Devin too, man, because yeah, he's, he's a good, good dude. He's a good guy. Devin Powell with me. No yeah. way, yeah. 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 When he went to Triumph. Oh, yeah. He's coming to Judo. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We should try to get you guys together again before his fight. I did, I did a seminar. Some... Yeah, I did a seminar at his place uh, last year. Right. Nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all you fools out there that don't smell so good, buy Tortuga soap. It'll make you smell better. Yes, we got, we got orders coming in. Scientifically, clinically proven to do things. <laughs> That's, so, I finally don't have to make a disclaimer. Nice one. So, it is scientifically proven to do things. Uh, keep keep an eye out, guys. We've got some great podcasts yeah. coming up on the schedule. Damn straight. Um, we've got a good friend. Chris Howder coming back oh, to town, boy. so maybe oh, we'll no. sit down with him. Yeah. Um, we're going to be up at the uh, at the you know the BJJ Globe Trotter Camp. Um, you know, hanging with some of those guys. Maybe a part two with Rick Hahn. That'd mm. be good. Yeah, totally. Find out about the secrets that happen in Greece. Yeah. Um, so Greece, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so keep an eye out. We're trying. We're working hard to bring you guys some great stuff. So thanks for listening. As mm. always. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. So Thank much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.